Welcome to Legal Management Talk, the official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Kate Raftery. Today I'm interviewing Rob Mattern and Nathan Curtis, both of Mattern LLC, about their newest survey, a first-of-its-kind report on cost recovery and e-discovery and litigation support. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Kate, it's our pleasure. Hi, Kate. Thank you for having us. Hey. So, uh, first, we'll start with Rob. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company? Okay. Um, started mattering in 1997. Prior to that, I used to sell outsourcing to law firms. And I just, uh, when looking at the marketplace, I saw a lot, a lot of law firms outsourcing that didn't have to, or if they did, they weren't signing contracts that really supported the way they wanted to run their operation and put them somewhat at a uh, disadvantage in the relationship with the service provider. So I thought, I think there's an opportunity to be sitting on the client side and helping them through the process if they do or elect to outsource or if they want to improve their operations in-house. So I started in 1997 and uh, uh, my first associate was uh, our golden retriever. And then uh, mm-hmm. uh, fortunately we've grown since that time and have a, a, quite a team spread across the uh, United States, and we handle not only outsourcing of the back office for law firms, but also middle office functions such as records and information governance and litigation support and e-discovery. And, um, and we got involved in cost recovery. Um, I know we're going to touch upon that back in 2004. Uh, we have clients, again, uh, ranging from the large law firms in the world to the 75 attorney firms located in Washington, D.C. And Nathan, what about you? Right, so my background involves 21 years working for, you know, from the service provider side of things or an outsourcing uh, provider. And uh, that was supporting back and middle office functions within legal accounts. You know, my my client base spanned uh, the U.S. and uh, into Canada as well. Part of that responsibility included building litigation support departments from the ground up and also negotiating contracted rates with third-party providers. Great. Thank you both. Um, So let's just dive right in. First things first, can you describe the methodology behind the survey that you just published? Uh, As I mentioned in the introduction, we started doing surveys back in 2004, and we focused initially on the traditional areas of cost recovery, the copies, prints, scans, et cetera. And for the last, it really couple of surveys, we got a lot of questions regarding litigation support e-discovery, so we incorporated some into the survey, and uh, the survey almost became too large, so we decided last year to split the survey up into the traditional, and one just focusing on litigation, uh, litigation support and e-discovery. So um, 2019-20 was our first time in just doing a survey focused on those areas. First one's always tough. You know, um, getting firms to respond in a, a fashion that makes it easy to compile the results. We did end up with an excess of 30 respondents, ranging in size of 500 plus attorneys, about make up about 20% of the survey, and then you know about 32% are in the 250 to 499 attorney range, and the rest fall below that. But a pretty good distribution of results in terms of geographic presence. We have firms all across the United States and all the different marketplaces, so that's great when firms want to drill down more in terms of what's happening regionally, and that's becoming less and less. 
now that more firms are taking a national footprint, but it kind of gives them a sense of, hey, this is in-depth enough that I can really get data for my home office or whatever, where a lot of decisions are made. So, um, again, we, we solicit responses through our newsletter, through our blog, you know, matter of fact, through um, all our written correspondence that we put out there. And um, a lot of firms interested. Again, when we whittle it down, we end up with uh, excess of 30 responses that really provided some great information on what's happening with the cost recovery side of litigation support and e-discovery. And for legal management professionals who aren't regularly dealing with this aspect of the business, what are some of the costs associated with e-discovery and litigation, and how high have you seen them climb? Yeah, there, there can actually be quite a few costs in play with e-discovery, you know, starting with forensic data harvesting and then moving into early case assessment of what was collected or produced to the firm. And then there's also processing fees to convert everything into a format that works within the firm's review database. Uh, we also have data hosting fees and associated user licenses. And we can also get into the area of contract attorney review or AI review costs for uh, consideration. So quite a few layers of costs that can be involved in, in this area. In terms of how high costs can reach in a single matter, I've, I've actually been involved in a case that ran up to six figures to collect and process ESI or, or electronically stored information, and then another five figures to host this just on a monthly basis. So things can really skyrocket in a hurry. Is the way a firm's litigation support and e-discovery departments are structured have anything to do with these costs? For instance, is a traditional litigation support model worse off than new models, or does outsourcing lower the cost? Well, we, uh, we found that uh, the results of this, uh, th this first uh, survey of its kind, it, it didn't point to anything concrete in terms of outsourcing lowering costs. It was really a mixed bag. Some outsource rates were better than in-house and vice versa. It is, however, clear that outsourcing leads to a higher net recovery rate. Uh, we found that hard costs supported by a third-party invoice stand a much better chance of surviving attorney write-off and client pushback. So I think that's, that's an important piece to point out. There's also, you know, I feel that there's an operational advantage to outsourcing. Firms don't need to spend time and effort keeping up with the latest tech trends in this area. That frankly becomes the third-party provider's duty. So instead of firm personnel getting bogged down in file conversion activities and troubleshooting application issues that invariably pop up, they can spend more time on strategic initiatives that directly benefit their end user population. And what does your survey review about the strategies law firms are using to recover these costs? One clear theme is that many firms are still settling on that strategy and indicated in responses that they're considering changes to their current recovery model. Overall, from a cost perspective, we found that a small portion of firms absorb all of these costs internally definitely not something that we recommend. And about the same portion treat this area as a revenue stream and markup costs. And um, then most firms charge back these services as a flow through to clients. Talent perspective, you know, we, we see that uh, the hybrid model is, uh, is the most popular. And this is where firms have an on-site team to handle small productions for quick turn results. And larger productions are left to a third party with more capacity to scale up. And in doing so, that really ends up leaving the bulk of expenses in that hard cost bucket, which proves to be the easiest to recover. 
So you just mentioned chargebacks and, and raising prices. Um, how successful have firms been in actually getting clients to either pay those prices or reimburse them? The, uh, the survey shows that over 90% of firms attempt to recover at least some component of e-discovery services. But then net realization or that component that is actually collected by firms only ends up around 50% of their total expense, so a bit of a gap there. The net realization increases to around 60% once a third party is involved. So again, it's uh, you know that third party, that hard cost component really helps to boost the, uh, the net uh, recovery rate. Part of this disparity between you know, how, how many firms are actually attempting to recover costs and then these net realization rates, uh, I believe part of the issue there is, is uh, uh, as compared with more of a traditional cost recovery area like copy, print, or scan, is simply a lack of understanding by both clients and attorneys as to what some of these invoice line items are. And more importantly, how they benefit the speed and accuracy of document review. In terms of getting clients to reimburse costs, and this is true across the traditional area too, it's pretty consistent what clients will pay. The biggest mm-hmm. part of the erosion of trying to recover these costs is what attorneys are willing to bill. Mm. And with a hard cost, you know, they are much more comfortable passing that you know, third-party hard cost invoice through to be reimbursed. So that's where, you know, when you really drill down to the numbers, that's where a lot of the erosion takes place that's part of it. And there's client, you know, uh, building guidelines that eat into that too. There's no doubt about that. But really for firms that are allowed to bill it, it's getting the attorneys comfortable in billing it. And as Nathan said, understanding what they're billing in case they're questioned. That makes sense. It's the gap in justification, I guess. And it's easier exactly. to justify a, a third party uh, invoice. That makes total sense to me. And finally, uh, what else can law firm leaders learn from the survey? For instance, is it valuable as a benchmarking tool? In regards to cost recovery, firms recovering the costs that they're generating in the lit support and e-discovery areas, I think it's an excellent tool. Sometimes people get confused when they, you know, you hear about cost recovery survey. Well, that's going to tell me how my costs are in line with other firms. So the cost of the litigation support and e-discovery operation. And the survey didn't focus on the cost side. It focused more, it focused exclusively on the recovery side. So Mm -hmm. from that viewpoint, it's an excellent tool. Again, you love to get more firms participating and we will get to that point the more the survey gets out there. We had a lot of interest in the survey. We have, we're having a lot of interest in regards to um, firms requesting the overview of the survey, you know, which is a synopsis and not all the tables. So we'll get there. But again, it's focusing on the cost recovery, not on the costs. Yeah. And the other value that I see in this is, uh, you know, leaders who happen to be struggling to achieve internal support to recover e-discovery costs can leverage a survey like, like ours to make their case. And, you know, really given that the volume of ESI is increasing and the fact that, you know, we're finding that over 90% of firms are already recovering at least some of these services, there's already plenty of reasons these costs should be recovered. And costs aside, we found that 54% of firms report mitigating security risks and leveraging offsite talent instead of developing in-house expertise as their key drivers for moving to an outsourced model. So there's some, mm-hmm. some interesting data points there as well. 
And I know, you know, going forward, the interesting piece for the Mattern team will be how results track over the coming years. And I'm certain those trends will provide leaders even more data points in support of a recovery model. Sounds like great stuff. Well, um, thank you both so much for talking with me. Our pleasure. Absolutely. My pleasure. You can access the 2020 e-discovery and litigation cost recovery survey on Mattern's website, which I'll link in the show notes. You can also get more of Rob's expertise by Legal Management Magazine's March issue and from an upcoming ALA webinar, the Getting to Zero Strategy. I'll also link those items in the show notes. I also appreciate our listeners and subscribers for tuning in. As always, you can learn more about ALA at alanet.org. Until next time.